Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the B-Side Boys podcast. Who do you think you are? I am. An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do. With your host, Mr. Gray. Big meaty man slapping me. And Philly V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds. Brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want, and we can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> Cheers. This episode of the B-Side Boys is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. New year, new floors. If you have a garage that needs to get done, a shed, a little bar, whatever, patio. Locker room. Locker room, all sorts of different stuff. Floor. Get a hold of Rotor Epoxy. They're going to get it taken care of for you. It's going to look beautiful. Everybody's going to be super impressed by it whenever they come over and check it out. If you spill anything, you're going to be able to clean it up nice and easy. And it looks great. And... Great price, great people, great service. I mean, just can't speak highly enough about them. They're just, they're the best. So that's why you need to get a hold of Rotor Epoxy. Go to their Facebook page, look them up online. R-O-D-E-R, Epoxy. Tell them the B-Side Boys sent you. Yes, please. Yeah, that's really important. Now, here's the show. Hey, happy Monday. Hey, Hey, it's Monday. It is Monday, January 23rd. Yeah. Dude, I was just thinking about it. Just Stop. Like, what? Congratulations. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. I am engaged, which is crazy. Is it? Not really. We've been together for like eight years. And I finally pulled the trigger because <laughs> I, I told her I'm a procrastinator. So, uh. so is there a date set for the wedding? No. There's is that going to be like another eight years? <laughs> <laughs> I was explaining this uh, to a couple of people that I might pull the Tyler back where it's like, oh, might wait like two years after we get engaged. But yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We're, we're not thinking about that stuff right now. So, hey, all kidding aside, I'm really happy for you guys. That's really awesome. Oh, like, thanks. you know, love you guys. You've been in my life for a long time and I've been in your life. Yeah. Also, too, I'm just going to say uh, we're time traveling a little bit. Everybody needs to listen to Thursday's episode because <laughs> we just got done recording uh, our interview with Eric Nichols. Um, it was special. It was really good, <laughs> and we had a lot of fun, and we had a couple of drinks. So, um, <laughs> so this start might be a little <laughs> might be a little rough, <laughs> but it's not rough. It's not rough. No. Uh, so, the first thing we talked about: congratulations, you're engaged. Right. How do you feel? Uh, instant reaction. Pretty good. I'm glad she said yes instead of pulling a sneaky on me and saying no. <laughs> that would have sucked. She's going to stay with you for eight years and then <laughs> say no to a big hey, engagement? Hey, man, dude, you never know. You never know. So, but yeah, no, it was it was good. It was fun. Good, good. No, I'm no again, I'm really happy for you guys. That's really awesome. 
there's some other things that happened this weekend. Yeah, Midwest, uh, or not Midwest All Stars. Well, I mean, it was a Midwest All Star team, but they had NCR All Stars. Yeah, the National Collegiate Rugby. So a couple weeks ago, they had the men's tournament. Now this weekend, they had the women's All Stars. They played sevens down in Austin, Texas, and. They had the Big Ten had a team. Yep. And there was two girls from Iowa. And then there also was the Midwest. What'd you call them? The Green? Well, they could have them listed as Big Greens on Big Green. NCR. Um, oh, NCR's yeah. Big webpage. Green. Yeah. And then there was also uh, the, there was like an All-American team. There was one girl who's from Iowa that played on that team, but she plays for Wayne State. Who was that? Uh, Did she go to there. East High School, too? No, she went to Sioux City. Sioux City? Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, but she plays for Wayne State, and she was playing on this like all-American team or whatever, mid, mid-American team, that's what it was. Gotcha. Yeah. And so the Midwest Big Green, they ended up in fourth place, and then the Big Ten team ended up in second place. And the crazy thing was, like these matches were so close. That third-place match, the Lone Star Armadillos beat the Midwest Big Green 15-12. to 12. And then the championship match... It was, let me see here. Um, let's, why is that? Oh, the West All-Stars beated, the West All-Stars defeated the Big Ten All-Stars 19 to 14. Oh, that's pretty cool. So and there was, there was really good rugby that was played in the women's division. Uh, really fun to watch. I, I was watching the matches trying to keep up because again, B-Side boys were, the first sponsor of the women's Midwest collegiate rugby team, the big green, uh, some of the women that played Aubrey Burrish, friend of the program from you and I, uh, Courtney Smith, Hernandez from Iowa state cash. Yeah. She's been on the show before Maddie Dunn from Iowa state. She had in their second match on Saturday, she had an opening kickoff. Awesome run yeah. that set up a try within like the first Dude, twelve seconds. I, know, of the I remember game. you sending me that. It's like, oh my god, like they're already putting on points. It's like not even been ten seconds. So they actually played the eventual champions, the West All Stars. Yeah. They tied that match seventeen yeah. seventeen. She literally opened that thing up immediately, and I like I texted Kelsey right away, like Jesus, like <laughs> oh my god. But like, obviously there was some like defensive stuff. Like the West was really good at attacking the edges, mm. but like that opened. You score in the first 12 seconds. Like, God, that was that was cool. Then we also had Taylor Lumens from Iowa State, Maddie, Maddie McVeigh from Iowa State, Hannah Roth from U and I, and then Sierra from U and I as mm. well. Uh yeah, Hannah Roth also. She had a really good tournament when I was watching those games. I saw her make a tackle, make a poach, set up a score. Uh really good. Really good defensive play. Mm-hmm. Also, she had some good hard runs in there as well. So yeah. uh, it's really cool oh. to see that over like fifty percent of the roster is Iowa girls. And I and sorry, I missed this too. Annie Henderson from U and I and Morgan Link from U yeah. and I as well. Uh, Morgan Link from Cedar Falls, who plays for U and I, she had a good little scoot and score nice. this weekend too. Where I saw Chuck shared that too, where it was like Cedar Falls represent, you know. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool stuff, you know, coached by the Iowa State and UNI coaches, uh, Kelsey McDowell from Iowa State, Megan Flanagan from UNI. They really put on a good showing. Oh, that's awesome. It's really cool to see. Like I said, just good representation. 
and just good rugby. I mean, really, really good rugby. Uh, Speaking of rugby that has to do with Iowa, uh, Rachel Erke, she played for West Des Moines Valley. She also played for the USA Eagles. She's played for the Gray Wolves out of Colorado. She just signed a contract with the Darlington Mountain Park Rugby Football Club. That is a National League One club in England for the women's rugby. So she signed a contract to play professional rugby over in England, which is awesome. She's 27 years old. She's the sixth new arrival of the year. Uh, She joins fellow USA Eagles Olivia Ortiz, Tess Fury, Maya Beiser, and Catherine Treader. So asked about making the move to the UK, the back row forward said, I'm very excited to join the team this season and grateful for the opportunity to play alongside the Sharks. Not from Miami. Yeah, not Miami Miami Sharks. Looking forward to the new experience and growing with the team. And that's the thing, like, the premier rugby in the United States, it's not like professional, professional like MLR. Mm. So you see this a lot of times where USA Eagle women's have to go over to international teams. Yeah. If they want to make money, they gotta they gotta play out of country. And I think honestly, it's good for our women because they play at a very high level. They play against other very high level players from other countries, and then they can bring that experience back to our national team. Yeah, I'd say I can see that being extremely helpful. It'd be cool to be able to have them play here in the States mm-hmm. and, you know, have USA fans be able to, you know, support and watch and everything. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it's just going to, you know, help them probably expand their game even more playing at some of these international teams and oh, for experience. Sure. For sure. And that's what's cool, too. It's like she played for West Des Moines Valley. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like just down the street, practically. <laughs> yeah. And now she's over in England. She's played for USA. So huge huge honor and just a great representation of you know iowa rugby usa rugby so congratulations to her super awesome uh like i said she played for the valley girls hey i coach for the valley boys i know assistant coach well i was the head coach (laughs) i know and i and i stepped down from head coach to assistant hey those cool graphics though so did parker come out with those with all you guys yeah parker made those yeah with you juju and yeah parker (laughs) I, uh, I screenshotted it because I also have access to the Facebook account for Valley Boys Rugby because my wife likes she I told her, like, I'm not the head coach anymore because my job like I, I like I'm a middle school AD. I can't be there every day, but I'll be there when I can. And she like screenshotted it and she's like, uh, what? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm still helping. I didn't quit completely. <laughs> And then she also was like, did you post this? And I screenshot it because we share the account. And it says, Valley Boys Rugby, posted by Parker Seiper. Uh, Ryan Gray, you. assistant coach. And I'm like, I, I, I'm not posting about myself. Parker posted it. But anyways, um, no, we're, we're super excited. And it was funny, too, because there were a couple of people who were like, hey, Gray, congrats on getting the assistant coaching job. And I'm like, I actually stepped down. <laughs> uh but no it's just i can't step away from it but i also can't commit to being the head guy yeah you know so no we're super excited to get started with the season the high school boys season you know it's just around the corner corner, super excited we actually are going to talk to the head coach of bondurant rugby Mm, yeah brad yeah brad lewis 
really good insight coming up here because, again, uh, they have a great program. Season's around the corner. Uh, let's hear what he has to say about Bondurant Rugby. What do you think? I think it's going to be good. Great. That's, that was good. <laughs> All right, and we are here with Brad Lewis, head coach of the Bondurant rugby team for the men's side. Brad, how you doing tonight? I'm good, although watching the Cowboys right now and their kicker is driving me crazy. So I don't even want go. to talk about that. I'm a Cowboys fan. It's oh that's terrible. Oh my <laughs> Cowboys fan through and through. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, hey, maybe you know, we might have planned this on purpose to distract you a little bit, distract Phil. Um, get your mind off of six missed extra points. I didn't want to bring it up, but <laughs> it is brutal. <laughs> oh man. And like to know too, like in rugby, you know, like with kickers, that's such a mental game. Like, how do you get, what would you say to a player if they were going through a slump on like their conversion kicks, uh, as rough as, as your kicker for the Cowboys is doing, what would you say to him? I probably wouldn't say anything and I'd have another kicker. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably fair. <laughs> Man, it's just crazy how good he's been for so long. I mean, he's been in the NFL for what, 12 years and Oh, he, he great career so far, but man, the last 3 weeks. Whew, yeah, it's, it's that uh, NFL like broadcaster curse because they every time they bring up like crazy stats that they have all of a sudden they just start plummeting it happens <laughs> to like every kicker <laughs> oh man well hopefully you can turn it around for you and yeah no we're glad to have you on the show we're we're trying to get in the the mindset for high school boys rugby with the season up around the corner wanted to reach out to you because uh Bondurant, you know it's a growing community the rugby club is doing fantastic you guys have been in the state championship the last three seasons in a row. Uh, Waterloo Columbus, though, has been a tough opponent for you guys. Uh, how are things looking going into this season? Have you started recruiting? Well, um, we got five starters coming back, so we'll be all right there. Nice. Um, we had our uh, sign-up meeting last Tuesday night. Uh, we had 29 kids come out. Uh, with another nine that I know that are coming out that have texted or emailed me. So we should be in that upper 30, lower 40 range for uh, players. Oh, man. Um, still, haven't, still haven't really found any speed this year. Uh, we're going to be pretty big. We'd be a pretty good 15s team. I'm not sure that we're going to be a great sevens team. But, uh, you know, they'll have fun, though. Well, so. I know last year when I was coaching with Valley and – you know, looking ahead to this year, like when we come to Bondurant, I just remember looking over and being like, our, our kids would ask us, and we're like, which teams are those? And I was like, no, 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 that's that's one team. That's just Bondurant. Like you guys, I mean, you really do. You have a massive squad. What is the secret to the culture? Like, just gonna ask yeah, because I mean, there's so many clubs that are, you know, in the metropolitan area that are struggling to get seven, eight, nine guys to a game, and you got 30 guys dressing. You know, what's what can you share with us? What is it about Bondurant that attracts all of these players to the club? Well, you got to make it fun. Um, you know, it, it, it all starts with practice. Uh, practice has to be fun. It can't be uh, drills all the time. I mean, you got to find ways to, to make it fun. That's one thing that uh, I learned from Coach Wheeler, uh, just helping him out or, well, 
uh, he just showed us when we came over and, and uh, practiced with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he makes it fun. You know, you always end up a practice with some sort of a game or some sort of a competition, you know, and you try to uh, do everything you can to just uh, keep the kids interested. And, and the other thing I've learned is keep practice short. Hour and 15 minutes, mm-hmm. call it good. Be done, be organized, have fun, and make them want to come back for more, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, uh, you'll keep doing it. And I know that's uh, – we built that culture that we're going to have a, a lot of fun. We're going to be tough. We're going to uh, enjoy hitting people. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, in the summertime, we're going to have a lot of fun and usually do a trip of some sort. So Yeah, I saw that last year. You guys – did you go to Ireland with the boys? What? No, the last two years we've actually gone to Alaska, Alaska and we've okay. won we, we've won the Frontier Sevens tournament up there. We're back to back champions in that. And then three years ago we went to Ireland and this year we're gonna go back to Ireland. So Oh my god. Yeah. That sounds awesome. That, I mean, I feel like that's something right there where it's like, yeah, practice is fun and like a lot of coaches say that, but still their numbers don't always match up to that. But then also it's like, yeah, there's this awesome trip and, and I'm sure I think I've seen you post about it before, like that bond that these guys have going to Alaska or Ireland, it just strengthens. And then, you know, they can bring hardware home and it it just looks like it means a lot. And it's really adding to that, you know, Bondurant rugby culture. And um, I was curious, are these trips, are these pre or post season typically? Post season. So uh, uh, I like to do them over the 4th of July because that works in my scheduling because it's all about me. And, um, (laughs) You know, but uh, you know, do them over the Fourth of July, where I've got some time off and I can go do that. And uh, it's been good. Uh, That's when the uh, Frontier Seven tournament is, and then the same thing in Ireland. That's when they they like to do it. What they call the Independence Day tournament for the Americans, (laughs) and uh, it's pretty fun. You know, and uh, it's a great time. Um, But the thing that has been awesome is that. You know, you said recruiting. I actually don't do any recruiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my players, my players do. Right. They go and recruit like crazy. I mean, we once again that culture that kids want to be there and they want all their friends to be there, and they recruit kids. And and actually, in some ways, we almost have too many kids coming out now. <laughs> yeah, that's something we've talked about before. Where, yeah, when it comes from, you know, a middle aged guy walking into the cafeteria, <laughs> being like, "Join rugby. It's so cool. It's so fun." They're like, "Who's this guy?" But they see their classmate that they play football or wrestle with or whatever. And they're like, Hey, actually it, it really is fun. And that's so much better for recruiting. Cause yeah. When you hear it from like a guy like me or Phil walking in like, Oh, you're going to love it. Security to keep these guys <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> Did you guys get a pass from the office? Get out of here. Yeah, no, exactly. And, um, and it helps too, that you guys are winning as well. Like I said, the last three seasons, you guys have been in that state championship, uh, Waterloo Columbus though. They've gotten your number. What's the plan for this upcoming season to take those guys down? Well, first off, we got to get over being the Buffalo Bills of uh, <laughs> Iowa rugby, you know. Um, but uh, you know, the thing that's been interesting about Waterloo is is how their team has been different all three years. Mm-hmm. I mean, three years ago they were a physical, hard nose, smack you in the mouth. Um, you know, they, they just wanted to maul up the middle and, uh, our, we actually had the speed on them that year. Uh, but their toughness actually showed through. Whereas this year we were probably the tougher team and they were 
much faster, had all kinds mm-hmm. of speed, and it was almost the opposite. And uh, the, you know, they've adjusted to what they have for kids, uh, and they've done a great job. So hopefully this year uh, we can be a little bit deeper. That's been probably our issue is that uh, you know we have a lot of kids come out. Doesn't mean they're all very talented, and mm-hmm. we haven't been that for a, a championship run where we can just take seven guys and play seven new guys every three minutes and keep us fresh. That's been a little bit hard to do the last few years, whereas Waterloo's been able to do that. They've been able to stay fresh, and, and by the end of the game, they're fresh, and we've been tired. So Definitely, and that's where, yeah, like you said, you guys have that depth, but hopefully with five returning starters, some returning subs, and guys who've been in the program for a couple of years, you have that depth that, you know, it, it's deeper than just, you know, we can only really rely on these seven guys. Now you can, you know, really use that bench, really use those subs because in our high school league, you know, those unlimited subs, I feel like when a team can figure out how to really utilize those. And if you have that depth of 10 to 12 guys where any 12 guys could start, that's when your team is dangerous, oh, yeah. you know? And yeah, looking at these yep. scores, you know, in 2019, it was 26, 21 uh, in 2021. It was, uh, 14-0, and then this last year it was 17-14. So, I mean, it, you're, it, it's the gap, yeah. right there, you know? And I think the the matches at State, Phil and I were recording the matches last year in Central Iowa, um, and it also looked like in Eastern Iowa. Last year in the league as a whole, it seemed like competition uh, was the best it's been. Mm-hmm. The level of play seems to be rising every single year. Uh, is that what you're seeing as well, and does that change how you prep for this upcoming season? Yeah, absolutely. The the talent has uh, improved. Uh, the coaching is uh, getting better too. I mean, I think that, you know, COVID obviously hurt. You know, we we were we were on a really good uphill climb as a league, and then it just seemed like you know that that spring where we couldn't practice, we couldn't play, we couldn't do anything. That just uh, really set things back. And now this past year, it seems like it's really come back, mm-hmm. and you see it in all the college level now too. All the players from the Iowa Rugby League that are playing now at Iowa State, Iowa, you and I, and even go out of state and there's a couple of kids playing for uh, other teams. You look at how many are playing at different schools and uh, it's obvious that the talent has increased tremendously. Definitely. And speaking of those guys playing on at the next level, uh, what are some of the names of guys that have gone on to play in college and where are they at? Well, so from Bondurant, uh, right now we've got two kids playing at Iowa State. Uh, my son, Aiden, plays from half for them. And then uh, Ryan Schneider uh, plays prop for them. And then over at Iowa, Caden Lozano and uh, Connor Murr are playing over there. And then Cody Hall plays down at uh, Central College. Um, those are five current guys. And then we've had uh, Kale Sykes has played in, in college, uh, Josh Doty. Um, Cooper Weeder in. Um, I'm trying to think. I think I figured up in the last three years that we've had like 12 different guys. Now they all all didn't finish school mm-hmm. and decided to do some other things, but that's good for them. You know? Oh so, yeah, no, that's yeah, awesome though. 12, 12 guys from a program. You think of you know other high school sports in the last five years. How many of them are sending 12 kids onto the collegiate level? You know, even though, you know, it may be club, some guys are getting some scholarship money, but for the most part club, sending 12 guys to continue to higher education and then continue the sport. I mean, that's amazing. And that's that's going to help the state. It helps the high school league. 
helps the college programs, helps the senior side. Uh, Josh Doty, he actually uh, came to a couple of our West Des Moines Wombats practices, and he's been wanting to get to a few more, but just trying to figure out, you know, life, full-time job and all that stuff, trying to make the schedule work. (laughs) And yeah, so that's a name too. We've seen him around playing some senior side rugby as well. So Mm -hmm. yeah, keep keep getting those guys out there so then they end up playing for our men's team. <laughs> well, Josh, uh, Josh is getting married too, so watch out. That's going to start taking up some time in his life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. no, I, We we just had uh, Phil here get engaged, yeah. so I mean, dropping like flies, but <laughs> nothing will stop me. <laughs> you know your Josh Doty story, though? So we went over to Ireland, and we told all the kids to bring seven, $800 cash with them for some spending money because we went over for two weeks. We go, um, one of the first things we did is we uh, toured Aviva Stadium there right in Dublin. Mm-hmm. And Josh fell in love with all of the wardrobes of all the different teams there and blew like all 800 bucks oh, in the, no. the second day. But he had, man, he had like eight wardrobes that he brought home of clothes. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's, that's something that's too. You'll, cool you'll never forget. And then also it's like, Hey, these are legit, like yeah. legit jerseys. Not like a lot of us, when we buy rugby jerseys, <laughs> they're like made in China and <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, majority of them are. yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Well, kind of wrapping up here. So what, uh, what are the big things kind of as you're going into the season, uh, to get the guys ready to go? Like what, uh, when when do practices start for you and you know what what are some goals for the guys you have so we start february 27th with our preseason um and then uh, goals for the season obviously uh to continue to grow and learn the game uh to be able to each year you know it seems like in the past four years we've always had to start from scratch, you know, because we get so many new guys that just know nothing about the game. And so hopefully this year we've got enough returning guys, uh, which I think I've actually figured out that uh, I counted up. I think we have 24 returning guys total from last year and that we can start at a different place this year and actually build on it to where we can run some plays and do some different things that, you know, we're not just teaching the game itself, mm-hmm. the basics of it. And so our goal uh, for the year, obviously, is to to continue to grow and, and uh, encourage the sport and uh, get guys to understand that, that this is a lifelong sport and you have probably more opportunity to do things longer term in this sport probably than any other sport except for maybe golf or tennis, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, Oh yeah. um, Oh yeah. And also too, I was going to ask you, um, are you guys, is Bundrant going to still be one a, or are you guys looking to bump up to two a, or have you heard any news on that? I know the coaches meeting is this airs on Monday. So the coaches meeting is Monday night. Have you heard anything about that? I haven't heard anything yet. The only thing that I know is that they sent out a survey and asked if everybody was against being one big league. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if we're all just going to be in one division or what that meant, but uh, that's the only thing I've really heard. Uh, you know, if we're a one, a two, a don't really care. We just want to play people and have fun and go play rugby, of course. you know? Oh yeah, definitely. I, yeah. I was curious. Cause that survey too, like that question on there, like, 
you guys want to be in one massive league? And I was like, whoa, I like, yeah. So we'll have more news uh, later this week, maybe. So, yeah. Yeah. And I was kind of curious too. uh, Do you have any players that, you know, we should be keeping an eye out for this upcoming season? Anybody you think is going to be like a breakout talent or anything like that? A couple, couple, three guys for sure. Um, uh, You know, Tyson Barkham, our scrum scrum half, he's a three-year starter now. Uh, he should have a great season. Uh, but the guy that I really want to have you guys keep an eye out is a kid by the name of Dalton House. Dalton House played prop for us last year and started as a sophomore. This year, uh, he's a junior. Uh, we're going to probably move him out to the center, and he's just a little bowling ball that I think guys are going to have a hard time tackling. And uh, he got speed. He played offensive guard for us in football this year, and he played defensive tackle. He's all state both sides. Uh, he's a good, good player. Uh, but he is physical and he's fast. And uh, between him and Hudson Baru, uh, both those guys, I'm going to move them outside a little bit and let them, uh, let's see if people that have smaller guys can tackle them or not. So, <laughs> Interesting. That's awesome. Just just a big challenge of like, hey, go get them. Kind of like a Danny Barrett. Like, hey, we're going to put some big guys out here. I don't care how fast you are. Good luck. And sounds like, too, they've got some speed to back it up. And that's going to be fun to watch. We'll, yeah. we'll definitely keep an eye out for those guys. And also yeah. too, as I'm, if Valley has to play Bondurant, now I know. I think it's going to be pretty obvious early on when we see this kid take one crash line as a center, it, people are going to be like, Oh shit. Hey, we should probably <laughs> plan for this guy. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. We were up in Alaska and anytime we had a penalty past midfield we ran what was called the mall and uh we'd flip it to house house would smash in there he'd flip it back or hand back to baru who'd smash a little further and by that time all seven guys from alaska would be wrapping them up and then they'd hand to cameron meisland and cameron go score pretty easy so (laughs) perfect they weren't to the physical play that we play that's awesome (laughs) i think that's something too everyone in iowa kind of prides themselves and then the fact you go out of state and then people, because I we hear from like Casey Hanson with the high school select site as well. When they go out of state, the number one things teams say is like, like, damn, like you guys play a physical brand of rugby, especially big, big fast, and physical. You you don't hear that often in sevens. You know, sevens it's like a very finesse and very tactical, and it's like Iowa guys. It's like, well, good luck trying to tackle these corn fed kids. And <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, Brad, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, good luck this year. We're going to be keeping an eye on Bondurant, and uh, yeah, good luck the whole way through, man. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate it. Have a great night. You too. Thank you. All right, and that was the head coach of Bondurant Rugby looking for them to do big things. They always have, like, so many dudes on their team wow. and like to return five starters and then you have 30 other guys like you know not gonna say they're gonna win a state championship but i'm gonna say they're gonna compete for one definitely I think they'll, yeah i think they'll be not i don't want to exactly say a favorite but i mean they have probably a chance yeah. to compete for another state title it's they gotta get over that little hump i guess yeah well and it's tough to say at that level like for waterloo and i want to have someone from waterloo come on and talk and see if we'll get Caleb Boylan or something and hear from them because it's hard to stay at that level. Like what's their plan? Because Mm -hmm. it's like, they know the targets on their back. So I I think the one a 
class one A if no one moves around, or if they don't make just one big league, I guess too. We'll find out from (laughs) from what I've heard. I think they're still going to do two classes just because there's so. I've also heard rumors of like you start in one big league, Mm -hmm. and then midway through the season, you kind of like tier people off in like tier one, tier two, tier three, and you Mm -hmm. compete for you know the cup, the shield, the bowl. Yeah, and so then it it's would be like division one, division two, II, division three, but it's based on how you start the season. Okay, and you would play your local people first, and then hey, we're zero and three, they're zero and three, they're zero and three, they're one and two, they're one and two, they're one and two, they're two and one, they're two and one. Like you would yeah. you would group teams by similar records. Again, not a perfect system, but I've heard rumors of like that idea. Yeah, and again. The parody, there's teams that like will compete for a state title, and the next year they don't exist. And then there's other teams where they struggle to get nine guys, and then the next year they're competing. Like yeah. it's so hard to like relegate teams because they're they they can change so fast. Mm-hmm. So like, how do you judge it? And that's why they were thinking like, well, if we do it mid season, you know who's on the team, you know where the team's at. It's not from year to year. It's literally mid-year. So really interesting stuff there. Um, Again, keeping an eye out for Bondurant. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Speaking of being a force, we have someone locally who's being a force on the national rugby seven scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jacob Sunday. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so happy to hear that he made that uh, PR sevens or draft pool. Yeah, so basically Jacob Sunday, he went to the – premier rugby sevens tryout and they selected a bunch of people who were put into a pool of players that are going to be drafted by the teams so there's a chance he'll be playing professional sevens in the united states yeah that's so awesome what is pr sevens premier rugby sevens it's a groundbreaking professional sports league in north america that debuted in 2021 With a focus on accessibility and entertaining content for fans, the league showcases the electrifying sport of Rugby Sevens through a touring format in cities across the United States. PR Sevens is the first sports organization of its kind, with men's and women's teams competing under one umbrella of equal pay. Hmm. Equity. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be a great experience. And, you know... If he gets a chance to play for any of these teams, which I'm assuming he will, mm-hmm. uh, he'll be able to probably bring some really cool stuff back to Des Moines Rugby Club for you know to help them move sevens forward too. Yeah, and like some of the teams that they have, there's the SoCal Loggerheads, the Rocky Mountain Experts, the Northern Loonies. <laughs> the most brand new team is called the Golden State Retrievers, and they have like a golden retriever as their logo. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Uh, the Southern Headliners. Here's the best one. Texas <laughs> Team. It's Team yeah. Rugby Club. I like the Loonies, dude. Like, and then the New York Locals. And then there's another team they haven't announced yet. Okay. I like the Loonies, though. That's a good one, though. That Like Canadian Loon or whatever they do. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be cool. And it's they, based in Minnesota, though. And yeah. if you look at their logo, they're based out of, like, Minnesota and yeah. And so that'd be cool to see Jacob play for the Loonies because that, you know, their logo is on top you, of you Iowa. Think they, they base some of their draft pool picks off because they said like 
more accessible. Mm-hmm. So you think they base them off of mm. where you're located at? I have no idea because like the way that they do it is that, you know, all these teams show up to the same tournaments. Mm. So they'll do a tournament, like all the teams show up. So like the first tournament is in Austin, Texas. And then mm. there's another one in San Jose. Um, and all the teams just go there and it's not like you have it's not like you have home matches you have a home tournament yeah and not every team will host in it i just assume like for practice purposes right right because yeah you're because that's the thing too if you're playing for this you're probably not gonna like if i live in iowa and i get picked by the socal team i would have to move to socal yeah because you gotta practice you gotta yeah yeah so i mean we'll find out as soon as they do their yeah. player draft pool deal so it is smart because sevens is an exciting sport and yeah. i feel like it once people start seeing more and more of it mm. uh they're going to be like hey this is pretty cool i want to see more of this well there's a lot more advertisement um opportunities opportunities for that yeah. too yeah yeah so I, I think as much as we love 15s and we're like oh that's real rugby sevens is way more marketable oh yeah and this league could really take off. And then also there's a World Cup stage as well. Um, yeah, really, really interesting stuff. And, you know, actually, hopefully it's going to be published soon. I wrote an article for a local yeah. publication about Rugby Sevens in Iowa. And the article can be found on the Iowan perspective. Mm-hmm. I've also written an article about the Chicago Bears. I've <laughs> written an article about Des Moines Public Schools and the cybersecurity attack. The Iowan perspective is actually a website created by Caleb Renner, former producer for 1460 Cakes No, the drive in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, Caleb Renner is just a random guy who worked for a radio station that we invited to some Wombat stuff. And he actually showed up. And he showed up. And we reached out to Caleb to be like, hey, man, uh, do you want to come on the podcast and talk about basically sports media? And then also, like, what's your opinion on rugby? Because thinking of... It's cool to get an outside perspective, yeah. Yeah, thinking of, like, PR7s, Pro Rugby 7s, World Cup. uh, It's really interesting because you can only experience something for the first time once. So for us, that was over a decade ago. It's Mm -hmm. interesting to be like, hey, you're brand new to rugby. What was it like? Yeah. And he he has some really cool insight. And again, he he works in politics now at the Capitol in Mm -hmm. Des Moines. But he had a job for a local radio station. He's been around sports media. He has a website that I freelance right towards. Um, Check it out. Did you read some of it? Yeah. No, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. No, I looked at it. Yeah, I, I followed the Facebook link. So, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, give it a little heart. You yeah, know? of course. I I threw a like on there. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, but no, for real, it it's really cool to hear someone come on and be like, "What's your honest opinion on rugby?" Mm. And he came to a wombats match, and it's just like, I don't know. It's cool. Yeah, let's hear from Caleb. Let's go. All right, and we are now to the interview portion of the show. Today, our guest is Caleb Renner. He is a former local sports producer for KXNO. He is now working at the state capitol, and now he also has a new business venture as well. Reason why we have Caleb on today, we invited him to come out and check out Wombats Rugby this past fall. And, you know, Phil, there's so many times people are like, 
hey, yeah, oh, yeah, dude, oh, yeah. I'm going to come to the game. It's going to be so good. And then All they, the time. they never show up. And Caleb, not only did you show up to a game like you said you would, you showed up for the podcast. So two for two, you're a good man in our books. How you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm doing great, guys, and thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And also, uh, I'm glad I ended up going to that game because it was every bit of what I was expecting and more. It was pretty much all you could ask for in a, in a sports or a sporting event. Oh man, that's that's a good answer. That's right. awesome. I, I mean, you just keep moving up the the ranks because I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, you know, I've been on Twitter and I've kind of been following KXNO, Morning Rush, Fanatics, all those shows uh, for a long time, and maybe tweeting at those personalities, those people, and and I've I've gotten like Sean Roberts to be like, oh yeah, no, I'll be there, I'll be there, and and just, hey, well, you know Sean, <laughs> I know, and and that's the thing. It's like, dude, we have Miller Lite. Like, come on out, and you know, so it's it it really does mean a lot to us because it is a social, very small, uh, small thing. But I mean, we feel like we're proud of our community. We feel like we did live up to you know the atmosphere we want to create. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, what what brought you to that game? I mean, what really got you out the door? Because again, it's so easy for people to be like, eh, no one's gonna notice. It's not really a big deal. Um, what brought you to go check it out for the first time? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I know you guys invited me a couple of times prior and I couldn't make it. Um, but when I finally was able to make it out and come to the game, I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, and I, I think what, what brought me out was the fact that, you know, I, Central Iowa has a lot of, of great sports programs, whether it's the Iowa Wild, the Iowa Wolves, um, the, the Iowa Cubs. Um, but they also have a lot of great sport programs that are underappreciated, whether it be, um, you know, the, the Buccaneers or some of the sports, the, the soccer clubs in the area. And mm-hmm. the rugby team, in fact, the West Des Moines Wombats happen to be one of those programs that I think are underappreciated in the area. <laughs> and when I went to the game, I was very, very pleasantly surprised. And for a couple of different reasons, one of those being, I mean, you guys, you know, I, I wasn't kept thirsty. You guys made sure I had a beer in hand at all times, which was, which was a great addition to that. But on the same note, um, rugby kind of encaps, encapsulates a lot of what I like in sports all in one. Um, it's physical. It's fast paced. There's really not a moment where you're sitting and waiting for something to happen. And also, I think the the lack of officials interjecting themselves within the game or, or having their presence be known within a game or determining events in a game is, is something I really appreciated about rugby. It's very fast paced, you know, get the ball in your hands and go, and you're not going to spend 15 minutes reviewing a play or, or getting called back because something happened. Um, kind of like what you see in football or basketball. So that's really what I liked about it. And not to mention everybody in the Wombats, including Ryan and, and everybody within the team were super inviting. Um, it made me feel comfortable and it was a great atmosphere, very personal too. It, it seemed like a family oriented um, event, which I appreciated a lot, but man, I wish, I wish more people could have came out or I wish more people will come out in the future. Cause it's a cool, it's a cool event to go out and watch. That's awesome. No, we, we appreciate the kind words and it, it's one of those things we tell ourselves or like in our little meetings, like what we want to build. And, you know, it sounds like our goal is, you know, you're, you're saying what we want to happen. So that makes us really happy. And, you know, another thing you picked up on, you know, you don't come from a rugby background and this was your first rugby match. And it seemed like you picked up the flow of the game pretty quickly. One thing that really deters people from coming, they're like, Oh, I know nothing about rugby. I'm so confused. I don't understand 
was it easy to pick up? Like, how was that for you? Well, I mean, there's still certainly some aspects of the game that I don't quite understand, if I'm going to be honest. But <laughs> that didn't deter from the experience. And really, I saw it, it's 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 an interesting sport in, in the fact that it, it almost mirrors football in a way, except it, it, it takes away the uh, – it's like football without the – without the uh the downs and the uh i wouldn't even say i mean it's basically a, a you know at the end of a football game where they do laterals the mm-hmm. whole time oh yeah and, you know the 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 clock's winding down and and they are throwing laterals back and forth and seeing if they can you know squeeze into the end zone at the last second and score a touchdown you know like the miami miracle almost a couple of years ago yep. uh basically takes that and then and then take it times 10 and then that's the complete duration of a rugby game so uh, that was my main takeaway from it i didn't think it was confusing i didn't think it was confusing i just think there's a lot more i I could learn about rugby and there's a lot more that other people could learn about rugby and the best thing for doing that is going to a wombats game next year i mean it's if you want to know more about it then just go to a game and i'm sure most of you guys would be happy to explain the process too oh yeah and i think we had i think rick felice nico's dad I'm pretty sure when I looked over, I saw he was standing right next to you and he was like making sure you had a beer. And then he also was yeah, like in yeah. your ear explaining like, well, here's why he did that. Here's why. So like you can definitely oh, yeah. find someone. It's like the perfect guy to hang out with too at one of those. Oh, matches. Yeah. Nico's dad was next to my side basically the entire time. And we, we got to catch up and know each other. He's a cool dude, but yeah, he, he was a good, uh, he was a good guy to hang out around. Did he tell you that in our first season two years ago, he got in and he played for like 10 minutes in our in a couple of our matches? <laughs> he did say that. How old is he again? 55? 55? He's got some grit. He's got that dog in him, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Contact yeah. sport, you got guys in their mid-50s like, I'll give it a go. We've, we've had three people over 50 step on the field yeah. for us, so – a couple of their points. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's the thing too. We're a very small organization. We're not backed by anybody, but like very small local sponsors that we go out and a lot of just, you know, grassroots effort. So how would you say this compares to different events you went to for uh KXNO, like, you know, Iowa Wild or, you know, Iowa Barnstormers, Buccaneers, yeah. Drake basketball, you know, what, what was some similarities or some differences that really stuck out to you? So I've been to a couple of different sports events for cakes, you know, including a wild game, a wolves game. Um, I, I've been to um, a Drake game also. And all of those experiences, including the Wombats game, were really, really good experiences. I mean, any any sports event that you go to in central Iowa is going to be a good experience. And it's going to be something that that you're going to feel welcomed and and it, it's going to be exciting. Um, I would say the one takeaway or the one difference between let's say a Wombats game and a wild game is probably the camaraderie in a Wombats game. Like, you, you know, it, it, you're more immersed into the game. It doesn't feel like you are sitting in the stands. It feels like you're right there on the sideline. It feels like you're almost, I, I mean, in some instances I felt like I was a part of the team. I know a couple of times I took out water to the players, Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's a completely different atmosphere. There's not going to be as many people at a at a rugby game, but a part of that is you know you know that's almost has a little bit of a charm to it in a way. You know, you're not 
you're not packed in like sardines at a wild game um, or at a wombats game like you are at a wild game. So mm. uh, you can draw some similarities, I guess, but there's really nothing in Iowa off the top of my head that can compare to a wombats game. Yeah, and I we would love to get to that point where we pack it in, but I think that that adds to that charm, like you said, the fact that it's, you know, we might have had maybe 100 people there that day, and we appreciated every single person that was there. You know, we do those yeah. post-match socials where we have beer and pizza for everybody who comes and just really oh, yeah. try to make it more of like a hangout and to show people too, like, hey, we, we appreciate this. And like you said too, family-friendly where you do have guys who are like ready to go down to Court Avenue and other guys who have kids who are like, all right, this was fun. I got to go home with the kids. And <laughs> yeah, you're right. So little, yeah. a couple of different vibes there. But yeah, yeah, so you work for KXNL and now you're you're transitioning over into the capital. And, you know, we're trying our hand here at, I guess you can say like sports podcast. Yeah. I don't know. We're it's mostly <laughs> rugby stuff and bad football takes. <laughs> yeah. You know, so we're, we're trying our hand at it. And so what got you into sports media? And then um, to follow up, what got you kind of into politics? So I came down to Des Moines. I originally came from a farm in North Central Iowa. I came down to Des Moines for college, and I was originally going to get a degree in agribusiness and just head home and farm. I actually came across an ad on Indeed to be the producer of the afternoon show in KXNO, and I just applied for it. I figured it was a long shot, but I ended up getting called in for an interview, and they hired me to the job. Uh, during that process, um, I met Chris and Ross. Um, and they kind of nurtured me and, and were good role models and, and kind of led me and, and pushed me forward in this kind of career of sports media and sports talk show hosts and, and all of that and, and producing in particular. And then Chris and Ross, uh, they moved. Chris actually quit the radio station and, and moved on to focus on fanatics and Ross moved to the morning. And, and then that's when I met Sean and Heather, who's also been huge role models in my, mm-hmm. I guess I'd call it my journey with sports media. Um, and, and during that time, I, I mean, I, I loved it. I loved sports talk radio. I loved the medium of radio. Uh, I liked the interaction between fans, the connections that I've made. I mean, a first case, you know, example is the, the connection I met with you, Ryan and, and the Wombats. That's something mm-hmm. that I couldn't have done it, you know, working at McDonald's, <laughs> but it's the, the, uh, I think what I love most about it is just like the the interface with the listeners and the small town aspect of it. It never it feels like I'm friends with most of the people who listen and and um and I can use that as a resource to build relationships and and you know go to cool events like let's say a Wombats game or the 21st birthday party at at um Woolies or Yeah, that looked um, like a that looked like an awesome night there. And like was, what, what a cool really way to cool. meet the fans and like people that you tweet at all the time and then you meet them in person. Yeah. That looked like a really, really good time and probably something you don't see in Chicago or, you know, a larger market. No, no, you you don't. And it's, it's, I think it all boils down to the fact that we live in a state where it's very community based mm-hmm. and it's not, it doesn't, it, you know, living in Des Moines doesn't feel like a big city where you don't know anybody. Um, besides close family and friends, it feels like a community. And that's something that I appreciate not only a lot about the state and the, and the city I live in, but also the, the uh, radio show that I talked on and that I produced for, but like, like everybody knows, I, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I stepped away from the afternoon show and decided to 
look into politics and, and, and start a job as a clerk in the state house. And that, that decision took a lot of thought. It took a lot of um, energy and, and, and contemplation, but I, at the end of the day, I don't regret it. And I think it's going to be a step in the right direction for me. I, for one, hate politics, but I also love politics. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's something that I've been passionate about my whole life. I haven't been passionate about sports talk radio my whole life, but I have been passionate about politics and, um, and, and, in that, in that aspect of life, my whole life, and, and sports talk radio is more of something that has kind of shown up or has appeared in my life, I'd say. It's, it's never been something that I've fully pursued before. So I decided to make a decision in my best interest and, and start to work at the Capitol. And it's been a great experience. And I'm hoping someday that um, I can even be a, a radio broadcaster for a, a, a politics show someday. But we'll have to see what happens down the road. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. no, there's a, I mean, there's quite a few people who've done that route where they get into radio, sports radio, and then they move into the politic, you know. Yeah, or vice versa. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just kind of get the foot in the door and make those connections and then keep moving, moving the way up. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I don't follow this guy, but I'm pretty sure like when I was a little kid and I was listening to whatever sports radio in Des Moines, I think it was 1460, like Steve Dace, he was a, mm-hmm. he was a sports guy. And then now he's a, he has a political show now, right? Or. Yes, he does. I think he's actually a national radio host for a company called blaze TV. And he does a, he's, he's a very, very, very controversial figure, but you're gotcha. correct. He did yeah. start. Blaze TV. Yep. I was just say, wait a minute, that sounds familiar. <laughs> the, yeah. The reason I remember him is he would, I would play NCAA football like on PS2, and they would simulate the Iowa Iowa State game, and they would call it as if it was a real game, and it was one of my oh, really? first memories of like sports radio, and they would play the game, and they would just let it play on the TV, nobody's <laughs> controlling anybody, and they would call the oh. game as if it was real, and that's why I remember him, and then I remember he went off to some conservative like po- political thing. I just remember as a kid, like, I was like, why would you leave sports? Like, come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> but no, I makes... a lot of people come up to me and say the same thing. They were like, you're, really, you're leaving sports talk radio for politics. But, but if you it, followed it, it, it your whole down... life, that makes sense. Yes. Yep. Yes. It, it boils down to what you're passionate about. And if you are, you know, I'm going to be honest with you guys. There's been times working in the radio station where the last thing I wanted to talk about was sports. Mm-hmm. And I just get, I get so sick of talking about, you know, Iowa nepotism or why Brian Ferentz should be fired or how disappointing the cyclone season is that it just drove me nuts. So, um, I, it, but, but that doesn't detract from my experience there. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I loved every second of it and it's going to be, I, I couldn't, there's no way I could be anywhere where I'm at right now. And, and the, the opportunities that have been set in place in front of me right now, there's no way I would have been able to find any of that if it wasn't for KXNO and and my bosses and my coworkers and and all the credit goes to them for that. But oh yeah, um, where did you? Yeah. Where are you from originally? What what's that small town you're from? Garner, Garner. It's North oh, Central yeah. Iowa. It's about ten minutes west of Clear Lake. Okay, yeah, that's it. Know where that's at. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I I did some student teaching over in uh, West Bend, Mallard, and Algona. Mm-hmm. That's okay. 
not really. Yeah. Well, it, I, Algona is, uh, I think we've played Algona maybe a couple times in sports, maybe not, but I know Algona's oh, yeah. pretty close to where, where we're from. So, oh, yeah. yeah, but that's just crazy. Like, like you said, I mean, you came down to school, this wasn't the plan, and it's just like, hey, I'll just throw my app in for this sports producer, and now I'm at the Capitol. You know, like, who knows where the next thing will take you. And and you also have, on top of this career switch, you also started a new, um, you know, online publication, the Iowan Perspective. Uh, can you kind of yes. tell us a little bit about what that is? Because, you know, you, you don't just have one thing. You have multiple plates spinning here. So uh, tell us a little yes. bit about that. I saw that just pop up a couple days ago. Absolutely. And this is something that, I've been thinking about for a long time, especially when I made my decision to leave the radio station, because I still wanted to be involved with media and, and, and even sports media to some degree, me and a friend of mine named Gabe Grimm, um, got our heads together and have thought a lot about how we could start a business. And we also are both very passionate about journalism. So we created this brand right now. It's not like a company yet, but it's more or less a brand called the Iwin Perspective, and I've made a website and a couple social media pages. I actually posted my first sports article today, um, which which I it's, it's on the, the Twitter page. If you look up IA Perspective, um, you can find it there. Um, essentially, what it is, is I will post something out on Twitter every other day or something like that, and it's basically a question. So yesterday, I posted on IA Perspective, I asked was Matt Campbell holding back Brock Purdy in Iowa State. And I got a slew of responses <laughs> <laughs> that were saying, no, he was not. And they were all very, very passionate. But that's that's what I appreciate about it. Essentially, what I do is I take those responses and I incorporate it within an article. And I'm not doing the writing or I'm not giving the opinion in this article. But the people who are from Iowa who have firsthand perspectives are – essentially writing the article for themselves. That's kind of the idea. It's not going to be around sports primarily. Um, Gabe Grimm is a very talented and passionate sports journalist and is actually going to school for it. He's going to be in charge of writing those articles where I'm going to be spearheading the, the, the articles that are, that pertain to agriculture, politics, culture, um, and other, and other various topics. I, I want it to be more than just sports, but th- this is more or less an idea. And if it if it comes of anything, then that that that'd be great. But um, I'm kind of waiting to see what happens with it. I'd like to get some brand deals and see where it takes us. Uh, yeah. Excited for you with that, and I think too with you know you don't want it to just be sports, but I think with how people you know know you and are aware of you on Twitter, you know this is kind of a good entry point where people can you know, start to follow it and start to see things. Absolutely. And then you start pushing yeah. out more into the culture, agriculture, politics, yeah. and branch out. And I really like that idea too, where it's like the article writes itself. Like people are going to put yes. their own, it's like an opinion piece, but you're not really telling people like it's an opinion piece and it's multiple opinions, multiple viewpoints. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get the truth because Twitter can be a pretty uh, ruthless place. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You will get the truth. That's for sure. And I, an I just said, warning. <laughs> yeah, no, no, of course. No, I, uh, in a, <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, do I censor some of the words that come through Twitter? But no, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But, um, <laughs> I'll just say, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's more of a, 
you know, I, I think today in today's day and age, the thing that sells the most is information and people want information that they think is true or they believe to be true. And also coming from a reputable source and people tend to get like, not, not understand the value of your regular human being being a source for information. Somebody who experiences things firsthand are our best source of, in, of information, not some opinionated journalists online. Um, it's real people in the real world. And that's sort of the premise of, of what I want to work this brand around, but it's going to, it's going to be a learning process and I'm excited to see where it takes me and and see how big it gets. But, um, it's, it's kind of a baby right now. (laughs) That's awesome, man. No, we're, we're excited to follow along and, and I don't know, I was talking to you before, maybe, maybe I'll throw something when the Chicago bears make me mad. Cause I need to talking that before the show, you know, if you, uh, yeah, if you want to hop on board, then you're more than welcome to. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Cause I just, I get real angry and my wife is tired of hearing me complain about the bears and telling her (laughs) the writing is a good outlet. Writing is a good outlet, man. You just write it out. Get your thoughts out. (laughs) For sure. Well, last question here we have for you. We appreciate you coming on, but, uh, you know, are we going to see you again at some more Wombats events yeah. or are you going to come to Absolutely. a practice and, and hang out with us sometime? Absolutely. Uh, actually, when you guys, uh, when you guys, when your guys' season kicks off again, I'm going to have to write in a, uh, you know, a, a, an article about it and then I'll get, I'll get the real, real perspective from the, the players themselves yeah, yeah. and interview them. Oh, that'd be so, awesome, man. That would no, actually be really yeah. cool. No, we, we appreciate the support you have for rugby and the Wombats and, and giving it a chance because we are kind of that, a niche sport just kind of out there, but we are part of the community. So we, we appreciate you checking it out and following through on your word and yeah, no, and good luck with everything. It's, it's cool to see your journey from, you know, KXNO into this new venture. So we'll be following along on Twitter. That's the Iowan perspective. So we'll share that out when we share this episode and hopefully get awesome. you at least like two new Twitter followers. We <laughs> Maybe have a, three. <laughs> we have a pretty big reach. Again, no, no, thank you. Real quick, Ryan, uh, thank you so much for keeping in touch too. I mean, I'm so glad that I decided to go to that game. You have been a really cool resource and, and you've been a really cool friend along this journey. And um, and I just, again, thank you so much for inviting me onto the podcast and inviting me out and, and being absolutely, um, you know, a, a gracious host and, um, you know, I'll be sure to get out to some more games next season. And then who knows, maybe I can, you know, get my, get my craft together and actually suit up and get on the field, Ooh. get on the practice field. <laughs> Boot up. All right. We love it. We there love it, go. man. So no, we appreciate it. And like we said, good luck and we'll see you around, man. Absolutely. You guys have a great day and thanks for having me on. Yep. You too, brother. Thank you. All right, and that was Caleb. Yeah, nice guy. Really cool to hear what he had to say and, you know, just getting a different perspective on everything. And I'm glad he enjoyed himself. That was really awesome to hear. Yeah, and, like, no bull sugar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Try and clean it up, you know? Because yeah. uh, the episode we have on Thursday, there might be some... A little, lot of colorful language. A little vulgar language, yeah. Uh, no, it's just... like Like we said, there's so many people that, like... You tell people in the community, you tell your friends, you tell your family, like, oh, come to rugby, come do this, come do that. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there, I'll be there. They don't show up. Yeah. And uh, it's whatever. 
but like he he did show up you know and that was cool and it was cool to hear and i feel like too a lot of our like principles and things that we want to do with the wombats he repeated without us telling him like what our goals were like the environment we wanted to create like he he explained it yeah he, he explained it, what yeah. he, he explained it. what we wanted to make without us telling him mm-hmm. it's what it was so that that made me feel good not to like pat ourselves on the back yeah. or whatever you know but uh you know and it's cool too his little uh iowa perspective um little the platform the kind yeah. of that really takes off that's gonna be an interesting like little avenue that you know yeah. you, you putting out some articles and kind of get some more rugby stuff out there is well, always good yeah and it's one of those things too where this website the iowa perspective you know, you, you have CNN, you even have KCCI or you have your local news, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, those are still like media people who are trained in classical media and like mm. have a national perspective. And then also to CNN or whatever news source you get, the AP, whatever. Yeah. Those are like national people. Sometimes you just want to hear from your neighbor, yeah. you know, like someone local you shoot source, the shit yeah. with, you know, yeah. like. Not even like the local news because they still have a, a spin on it. It's like the whole point of the website is these are common people with common mm-hmm. ideas. And then you can connect that way. A lot of stuff he does is he puts a question out on Twitter. People reply. And then he just puts the replies. He barely writes an article. He has an idea. He posts a question. He gets other people's feedback. That's it. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. what do my peers think? What do my neighbors think? And and I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah. And, yeah. So, go check it out. Iowan Perspective. Kind of hard to find if you Google it. So, just go to uh, Twitter. Twitter is the easiest way to find the Iowan Perspective. Um, last thing I have here. Rugby ATL. Mm, in Major League Rugby. Atlanta. Mm. They had this, like black and red and gray the like rattlers kind of like the falcons almost in a way yeah Yeah, like the atlanta falcons and they kind of had like this rattlesnake vibe about them yeah they Mm rebranded you see this rebrand yes they have the same exact color scheme as the chicago hounds that dark green the north carolina blue during that weird Peach, that, right? Is that the way you describe well, it? Well, it's peach? like, so Atlanta, the one difference is there's a peach ring around the outside of their circle. Oh, wait, the Chicago Hounds also have a circle. It's weird, man. Yeah. What, I like it. There's what, 10 teams, 12 teams in the league? Mm-hmm. And you guys have the same colors? But it's like, why? But they didn't really need a rebrand. Like, like. They their had bra- cool jerseys and shit beforehand. Their brand was super cool. Yeah, I don't I know. Like, like San Diego Legion has the same colors. A lot of teams do black jerseys. Mm-hmm. San Diego Legion was already black and red. Uh, Utah Warriors are black and red. Having three teams black and red in the league, whatever. But yet, they were their own thing. Like they, yeah, I, I, I like it. I, I don't know. And. Reddit threw some stuff out there about that too. They had a video compilation of his like, you know, the people doing the pull-ups with the band, but they would like like slide by their leg and it shoot up right between the legs and like you know, oh, yeah. right yeah. Uh rack them basically right down the legs. Uh somebody had posted a picture of like that was like a compilation. It was like, oh, it's like Atlanta's new rebrand is just them hitting themselves in the nuts, basically. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, it just it's it's a boring 
kind of logo. Yeah. They have the letter A, but it's like not an exciting letter A. No. I, That's why it's like the original one was more mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcon style to me. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of cool, you know? Like, Yeah. Well, and it's funny because you're even on their website. Uh, they have their old jersey, the 2022 city jersey. That looks cool. Yeah. And like the A is like flipped backwards and upside. Like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. Not yeah. a fan. But yeah, that's pretty much all I got. You know, yeah, there's San Diego and Utah had red and black, but I don't know. I just, now we have three teams in the league with a circle as their logo. It's whatever. Yeah. Uh, join us on Thursday. Eric Nichols, like we said, going to be a really fun interview. Um, yeah. Again, that's why besides the interviews for today, uh, we might have a little buzz to us. Just so. a little buzz, yeah. Oh, it's fun. It's <laughs> yeah, fun. It was fun. We're getting close to spring season. Uh, high school season starting soon. So keep your eyes open, your ears open. Uh, exciting stuff coming up soon. Uh, Phil, you got anything else? You want to, uh, any pressing issues? Well, our Wombat schedule is finalized, isn't it? Yeah, we, we can talk about, let's, let's talk about that next week. Yeah, we can talk about that next week. Yeah. yeah keep an eye out that and all of our Wombat folks, if you haven't. You I guess, know. you know what? I guess you are right. If you don't play for the Wombats and you want to join us in Chicago or at Nashville, Nashbash, yeah. Nashbash please reach out to reach us. Reach out to or, us. Yeah, like either via Facebook or yeah. One of us personally, or whoever, if you want to come play with us, then yeah, let us know and we can get something figured out. So the more get, the merrier. Yeah. It's it's an experience. It's just for fun. Yeah, you know, if you play for us in the spring, you don't play for us in the fall. Like I mean, it's one of those things. Like there's no commitment yeah. needed. Like it's just if you just want to join us for one match, one tournament. It's fun. It's fun. It's, it's just a, and yeah. there's no no strings attached. That's exactly. what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thanks, everybody. And Phil? Yes, Mr. Gray? uh, Good luck planning your wedding. (laughs) Yeah, in like two plus years. (laughs) (laughs) But Cheyenne's going to love that. (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, how are you feeling? Good, you. 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 Fresh, 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 fresh.